0: I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Fashion besties, what is happening? I am back this week with you with a very special guest. How have y'all been doing? I know y'all loved the bra episode with Jeanette Braz. Is she fabulous or what? I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode, which was how to shop like a pro, because all of you guys really don't like to shop. So I like to encourage you to shop. So I have interviewed a color expert, which hasn't been released yet, but she said, you should interview this person. You should interview that person. She was like completely full of knowledge. So back by popular demand, people want to know, the fashion besties want to know, best makeup and hair practices because we have had our other bestie, Allison Weisel, very famous makeup artist in New York city. We've had her on a couple of times. We have a new fashion bestie with us today. She comes to us from California in a very, very hip area next to San Jose. And she was like, um, you didn't tell me what time zone we were in. I was like, crap, I'm sorry. Anyway, I just expect everyone to be on the East coast, but they're not. So I would like to introduce Michelle Montes, who is a licensed cosmetologist with over 18 years of international experience in a professional makeup and hair artistry. Her eye for color, skillful application, and simple yet beautiful makeup looks have earned her loyal clientele. Her experience ranges from working behind the scenes on runways, photo shoots, branding, movies, and film, to on-location wedding makeup servicing her clients of all ages. Her work has been featured in magazines like Hello, Marie Claire, Vogue Internationally, and so many more. Over 1,500, 1,500, that's a lot of bridal people, have come to get her magic touch for a contemporary bridal look with elements of timeless beauty. Michelle, makeup artist extraordinaire, welcome to the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Welcome, Michelle.
1: Thank you so much, Holly. I am so happy to be there. This is really exciting.
0: You are so gorgeous. Your skin is so flawless. Thank and you. here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast, we need a little help. But I'm not going to lie. you Myself mm-hmm. at the top, okay, we need a little help. We're going to talk about skincare. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about hair. We do have a hair professional going to come on later in the month, but you know about hair as well. Mm-hmm. Skin, makeup, and hair. To me, I think that is very hard, okay? Clothes and style and fashion, that's easy for me. Makeup and hair is doesn't come as natural to me. Tell me in your experience, what are some of the biggest problems that women 40 and up that you see when they sit in your chair? Are you like, uh, give us the tea on what are the biggest issues?
1: One of the biggest issues I see is uh, dehydrated skin. Mm. That's to be a pretty big one because we're all about. Nowadays, it's all about, oh, my God, if you feel your skin's a little dry, a little flaky, exfoliate. And um, there's a lot of people who are exfoliating their skin to, you know, the bare bones, literally. Oh, too much. Too much. Okay, Because unfortunately, the skincare industry is also latched onto that. So nearly every skincare seems to have some component of exfoliation in it every serum has something every you know toner has something we don't need that much simplification I feel Mm. what we need everyone's so overwhelmed because there's so much out there and you walk into a Sephora you are bombarded constantly I mean you're Uh, scrolling social media you're bombarded with the different looks the new products every company has to come out with a new product every few months and it's I feel we're in consumer fatigue now because everyone's got shit tons of makeup skincare just lying in their drawers and they're like I have it I don't know what to do with it
0: I love that you said what did you say customer fatigue consumer fatigue I love that
1: it's just exhausting to see so much newness all the time. It, it's it, You're like, I, I mean, i I stopped going to Sephora's and Ulta's because I'm like, I don't want to look at new stuff. I want to see what I can do with the stuff that I have. So, yeah, I feel now at this point, simplification of makeup and skincare is what we need. The clientele that I have, a lot of them, yes, are I am going to turn 40 next month. So... I'm right there. All right. It. Awesome. I'm going through that whole thing myself. So yeah, there's there's acne that yes, one did not have all their lives and now I'm like cystic acne all over and dehydrated skin and sun damage. That's another big one. So yeah, these are the things I like to address and I try and focus on it's very easy to say. Here are ten skincare products. You use them every day. One cannot. Yes. I mean, if you've got if you've got kids. If you you're running, you're working. There's so much of you that you have to give out. There's very little time for self care that one feels. So I feel skincare, makeup is some is like you don't have to do one hour of skincare or makeup. You can boil it down to 10 minutes, but it is that 10 minutes, 15 minutes in a day that is for your self-care. It's all about you. So I say, morning, do your skincare. I have two boys. And when they were younger, I used to lock up my room so I could do that in peace. Good for you. Singers coming under the door and banging. Like, no, this 10 minutes is mine. The rest of the day, I will be focused on you but this 10 minutes is all that I need to, you know, ground myself. This was, this is my way of grounding and saying, okay, I am, I need me to be
0: focused on me at this point. I love that. Lock the door. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the world and correct me if I'm wrong, I always say, you either got style or you don't, right? But it can be learned. And I feel that way with hair and makeup. You either got the gene or you don't, but it can be learned. And I fought it for so long. And now I want to be better. I want to know more as my skin is aging. I'm like looking at this, looking at this, looking at this. But I had a client the other day. Um, And she had acne scarring. And we went to the makeup counter and I just said, you need more coverage, right? It's just, it's not that you have bad skin. It's not that. You just need better coverage. And she looked fabulous when we left. Tell us about people that either don't enjoy it or they don't know the coverage that they need. Give us like a few examples of where to apply and best practices when applying foundation. I feel
1: foundation, you should always buy one that is medium coverage. Okay. Because you can always thin it down if you don't want heavy coverage. You can always mix it with moisturizers and thin it down to a tinted moisturizer. So oh. that's your versatility. versatility. Oh, I also say for the finish, mostly satin, you can add the glow in if you are dry or dehydrated. And matte foundations, I feel, tend to age you. They'd love to enhance every fine line that you have. So I would never... 40 and above, I would never do a matte foundation. Satin is with a very light sheen. So you have the midway. Medium coverage, again, midway. You can add layers to make it up to full coverage or uh, mix it with moisturizer. Always, I feel, always go in with your foundation first, a light layer. Makeup is all about light layers. The lighter your layers, the thinner your layers, the longer your makeup lasts. So go in with a thin layer, see how it settles. Then go in and maybe add a little more foundation, another layer of foundation, wherever you feel the need. Then see if you need concealer. Then go in with your concealer.
0: This way you are adding thin layers instead of one thick layer. Very good advice. Here's the golden question. The beauty blender or the sponge, the brush or your fingers? Tell me, I don't know how to apply it. Okay. It depends on how good you are
1: at cleaning your tools. Mm. All three are good. I love using all three. But for myself, I'm not too good at cleaning my tools, my own tools, not my professional kit. I understand. So I say fingers because fingers, you know, they're clean. You will Of wash course.
0: It. Of course.
1: The brush is like, eh, I cleaned it. You know, three days Mm -hmm,
0: ago. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's
1: been over a week. And same with this beauty sponge. I feel the the beauty blender's been (laughs) around. The problem with the beauty blender is it cannot be sanitized. I see. Even for personal use, I've had people use the same beauty blender for six months, eight months, over a year. That product, once it goes into the beauty blender, it's very hard to take it out. I don't know if you've seen any of the re- of the YouTube videos where they cut uh, the beauty blender and there's gunk right
0: in the uh, middle. Okay, mine's going in the trash. Mine's going in the trash now. Okay.
1: So, I mean, if you want to use the beauty blender, yes, but you need to replace it. You need yeah. to follow what
0: the manufacturer
1: says. So, beauty blender, I think, says about three, six months, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to trash it then. Brushes are easier; they last longer. But right. yeah. You- Clean them once or once in two weeks, once a week, depending on how often you use it. Fingers are the best because
0: you're going to wash them every day. True. So I want to talk about concealer. I do it like this. Don't do it like that. It's out, it's in. Make it in a triangle, do it in the corners. I am very confused. How do you apply concealer? And is it according to your eye shape? Concealer,
1: no, it, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. The triangle is good if you are doing a bold look, oh. like the full beat. I don't think it's needed for an everyday look. I hardly ever, I go in with my, like I said, foundation first, see where you need it. You don't have to apply it just because Instagram tells you.
0: Oh. You can apply
1: exactly where you need it. Also, under the eye, a lot of us have creasing. You know, so the more product you apply, the more it'll crease and the worse it looks as the day goes by. So little wherever, only where you need it, thin layers. So it does not
0: crease. So if you're looking in your mirror in your bathroom, it's not the same light. As when you're sitting in your car and you're like, "Oh, I missed that spot, <laughs> I missed that spot," and maybe that's just me, but I feel like I never get it right with the concealer. So the bathroom may not be
1: the best place to apply makeup in. Okay, it's with better lighting, if possible, more natural lighting, because the sunlight is your harshest light it shows every imperfection. So if you don't cater for that, it will show up when you're out. So even if you apply in the bathroom, go out for a bit, see how it looks
0: before you head out of the house. I think that's very good advice. So go to the window, just bring a small mirror, right? Go to the window, just like you do. Because the first thing I do is I flip my mirror down in my car and I check and I'm like, God damn, like, uh." what about this? What about this? Anyway, so yeah. that's very good advice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So moving on a foundation, light layers, a mm-hmm. satin or silk finish, and mm-hmm. then the concealer. Fine. Do you use a powder on top of that? It depends on
1: your skin type. If you have oily skin, yes. Okay. Okay. Really oily skin. If if you have normal to dry skin, I don't see the need. Unless maybe under the eyes, you may need some. If it creases pretty quickly, you wanna do powder. Most of the time, I don't apply powder myself. My skin is dry combination. Most foundations are self-setting nowadays. Oh, so you don't you if the more powder you put, the more you it feels caked on. I see. Okay. So powder, Heavy. depending. Evenings, if you are going for, an, you know, and you need evenings, I would say you could do a little bit of powder if you want your makeup to last eight, four or five hours. Yes. But like an everyday thing, I don't think it's needed. Let's go
0: to the blush. Mm-hmm. I have heard that you start and Fashion Besties, I'm up by my temple, you start up here and blend down. Is that correct? Because it's
1: always easier to correct your mistakes if you start from the hairline, close to the ear. Wherever you touch your brush first, this goes for found. Uh, sorry, not foundation. Uh, this goes for all powder products, eyeshadows, blush, highlighter. Wherever you touch the brush first on the skin is where the maximum deposit of color would be. So if you start on the apple of the cheek, you may end up with a blob (laughs) of bright blush right there. And then you're trying to blend it out. It's harder. So when you start at the hairline, it is easier to blend out. Secondly, it gives you a more uh, sculpted
0: look. Very nice. As far as color of blush. People just drop the ball. How do I know what color of blush? Because to me, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I need a more brown or if I need a pink. And I know it's subjective to what people like. But what I, I've never picked up a blush and been like, oh, this is the wrong color. Am I blush ignorant or tell me?
1: There's one school of thought that says when you pinch your cheeks, uh, the color that comes out is I say you should have. I find that boring. I want all the colors. I mean, I would like a peach, a pink, a, you know, a dusty rose, a mauve, a, yeah, I like to match my uh, blush to my eye and lip colors. So if I'm going in the warm uh, family, I'd choose a warm blush tone. If I'm going into the cool family, I would choose a cool blush tone.
0: Okay. I'm way off then. Because I did not realize, and again, we'll get to eyeshadow in a minute, but so you're picking according to warm or cool. So when you say, describe warm colors to me, describe that to me.
1: Anything orange based, peachy tones. Okay. will warm up the skin. Even bronzers can be just, I mean, you can apply it just as a blush and just to warm up the skin.
0: So cool tones would be? would be baby pinks, mauves, dusty rose, those sort of colors. I would think those would be warm, but they're not. Wow. Okay. This is getting complicated. So (laughs) so the blush is either warm or cool, and it needs to match your eye color and your lip color, or at least coordinate. Uh, Color family. Yeah. In the same color family.
1: I feel makeup rules are there, so you know them, and then you can
0: break the rules. I understand. Okay. So I, okay. I just got blush schooled. Okay. So now do you prefer a press powder or a cream blush?
1: Oh, I'm all about the
0: cream blush. See, I've used cream blush too. And I do like it. I feel like the powder, I have to use so much for it to like, look like I have any blush on. I have blush on right now. You can't tell. Okay. <laughs> You can't tell, but I I do.
1: Blush on your blush looks
0: amazing.
1: So it gives you that nice sheen. I feel that liquid ones, a liquid and cream ones, tend to give you a nice youthful Mm -hmm. sheen.
0: Okay, I gotta get some of that. Okay, okay. So we left on the blush. Now we're going to talk about eyes. Okay, we're going to talk about hooded eyes, and you pick what you want to talk about first. Hooded eyes, we're going to talk about people with smaller eyes. And we're going to talk about eyeliner. Okay. So the eyeliner, I use a liquid because I feel like it's easier to do a liquid eyeliner. And I am stuck on doing the same eyeliner because I don't know any better. Please educate us on eyeliner. Liquid actually is the hardest
1: type of eyeliner to use. Okay. You cannot make a mistake with that. It's really hard to clean up once you've made a mistake. Pencils, I feel gel or the regular ones are softer. So you don't have that defined line every time. I'm wearing a pencil liner. It gives you a soft contour for the eye. And of course, I've done it according to my eye shape. I have really round eyes. So I like to pull out so that I get the length. But yeah, I feel pencils are easier to go in. You can make a mistake, go over it with an eyeshadow blend it out, and it just looks like a smoky liner. Liquid, you once it's applied, you can't do anything with it. You cannot manipulate it uh, because it just crumbles and falls and you're just left with a messy one. So gels are also easy because they, it gives you about a minute to manipulate it if you've made a mistake or you want to change the shape. But once it sets, it's set. So that gives you the longevity but with the flexibility of manipulating it.
0: I never knew there was a difference between a gel and a liquid. So can you tell us the consistency difference? Because I don't know.
1: Most gels you'll either get in a pot or a pencil.
0: Okay.
1: Pencils are, the these two tend to be uh, the gel formula. The liquid is... You get it in a tube or with a brush, basically. And the other, the regular pencils is what the cold pencil or just eye pencils, they're called. They're the ones that come with the wooden uh, casing. They're like regular pencils. Mm -hmm. So those are creamier. Eh, Actually, both are pretty creamy. But uh, the regular pencils, you can manipulate. They're not long-lasting. If you have uh, oily eyelids, they tend to travel. Uh, the gel ones, once they set, they're there till you take them off. But it gives you the flexibility. Liquid, like I said, once it's on, it's on. It's most. It's pretty intense, but again, no manipulation can be done to it. And once it dries, it's
0: dry. Do you just pick a color you like? I have three colors. I'm like, I don't care what color. Like, I use the. Does it matter? Um, black is the most when you
1: want to. M- have the one statement color otherwise you can go according to your eye color like oh. I have brown eyes so purples greens look nice on me and if somebody with blue eyes warmer tones would like look nice on them or even purple looks nice uh no that was for green green is more like browns and uh purples tend to look nice so you can play around with that I don't do eyeshadow on myself on a regular basis. so I have a bunch of colors, uh, eye pencils, gel pencils that I play around with. Use that as a liner. Black mascara gives you that uh drama without having to do all the effort.
0: So where you apply the eyeliner is where. Tell us. The eyeliner would go on top
1: of the lashes. The upper eyelid on the lashes, not underneath. Underneath, some it has to be then blended out or smudged because otherwise it can look really harsh and it closes because you're drawing a definite line, it tends to close the eye, so makes
0: it look smaller. I see. Okay. So we've covered the eyeliner. Let's get to eyeshadow. You have beautiful big eyes. If you do you have a hooded eye? I have a hooded eye. Really
1: solid or hooded eye. When I open my eyes, my eyelids not visible. So eyeshadow,
0: I have to take it way up for it to be visible. Way up to your brow line. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in picking colors, this is my sticking point. I it, I was told you're supposed to highlight under the eyebrow. Now I now it's flipped. Now you're you're supposed to highlight on the inside corner and out and then put the darker shades up there. Can you please educate us on a quick highlight, dark, light, whatever? Okay. A lot of it also depends on your eye shape. If you've got
1: uh deep-set eyes, you would go more with the lighter colors. You may not want to highlight under the brow too much because that. what does a light color do? It pushes things forward. Darker colors pulls it all back. So you have to go according to what your eye shape is. For you, you've got hooded eyes, yes, but you still have a lot of space. So you can go in with the dark colors in the socket. Not on the lid, but your actual socket. You have uplifted brows. I may not want to do too much of highlighting right under the brows for you. For me, because I don't have too much space, I would like to do right under the brow at the highest point. Inner corners are always good, especially as we age. Those tend to darken. You can always highlight that. The center of your lid, where the maximum bulge is, you can highlight that. Again, for hooded eyes, it's good because you are trying to make your lid more visible.
0: So when you say highlight the middle, do you do like a stripe and then just blend it out? No. Just a dot or I like to do like a U-shape bit, the
1: you know width of your fingertip and just go in and dab there.
0: Okay. And then the
1: dark? Dark green. goes into the crease because if we're, talking to people with hooded eyes, your lid has disappeared. You need to create that crease once more. And that you're going to do on the upper part where the socket is. That is where the dark goes in so that that pushes it back and
0: makes it look like you have your eyelid bigger. Give us an example of another eye shape, like people with really round eyes or what are some other eye shapes?
1: round eyes, slanting eyes, you've got drooping eyes, you've got deep set eyes. I see a lot of people with deep set eyes having issues because they're like, I, whatever I put, it just looks like I have a black eye. So you have to really strategically put your dark colors only for deep set eyes is only in the dark in the outer corner, you will put a medium tone, not too dark like maybe a two a shade or two darker than your own skin tone in the socket. So it just gives the illusion or not the socket higher up the, the socket because it is deep set. And whatever part is deep set, you want light shimmery colors on that because you're
0: trying to bring the forward. eye forward. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was so informative because you don't get the instruction unless you're really watching the videos or you, you know. Find somebody with your own features. Correct. If
1: you have round eyes, you need to find somebody, uh, some videos that cater to only round eyes to follow that. If you're following YouTubers and Instagram, they do it for themselves. They're right. right. Sure. How right. do you translate that onto you, yourself? I do offer personal makeup lessons for this reason, because it's like, you. it's not a general Everyone has features that are not like the others. So you have to figure out how to do makeup for your
0: features, not for the general. And that's what I say about fashion and clothes too. It's not, it. okay, so this is a trend. That's great. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. simulate that for your body type. Yes. It doesn't mean it's going to look the same on you. It doesn't mean anything. Let's figure out how this can work for you. So I think that's solid advice. I'm learning more about color, especially from your friend, Abby, who we interviewed. And now it's even more complicated. I say complicated, but because, you know, it's divided into warm and cool. What's the look you want to do? And then what's the shape? Find people that have same issues or whatever kind of issues that you have with your eyes or with your lips, or if you have very thin lips, how to figure out how to make them look bigger, or if you have smaller eyebrows, how to make them look thicker and fuller. So talk to us about eyebrows. Is that something, as we age, we are losing the hair? So do's and don'ts for filling in your eyebrows, please.
1: Eyebrows, really important. They frame your face, they make you look younger. Nice, A nice set of eyebrows will always make you look younger. You don't want to draw them in. You have to shade them in. There's a difference. With the eyebrow pencil or the pomade, whatever you're trying to use, you have to use short strokes, not a heavy line through the eyebrows. Short feathery strokes in the direction of the hair growth is how you will do it if you uh darken the inner bit of the eyebrow it makes you look angry (laughs) and it ages you we don't want that so start light from the inner side and as you go up to the arch that's when you start to darken and then the tail so light it's it's an ombre effect with your eyebrow you don't want one color going through from start to finish.
0: It's an ombre effect. Did y'all hear that, fashion besties? How long you been sitting on that one, Michelle? I mean, the, there are so many eyebrow myths. Would you not agree with that? It's it's insane. The
1: shapes and overplucked brows, I think we're all we've all been through that. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah bane of my existence. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because I would say, is it correct to say you are of Indian descent? And so you have very dark features. You have very dark hair and very dark eyebrows. So you are blessed with the gift of olive skin and dark eyebrows. And it's just, depending on your culture, I think you're given, you know, different cards as far as what your features. I'm looking at your skin and I'm like, you look so young. You're, you have a, a very luptuous lips. You have very dark eyebrows. You know, that's what people pay for these days. You know, let's be honest. So the eyebrows are half of what they used to be. They were caterpillars. Oh, yeah. Mine too. Mine, mine too. And now I do have them shaded in professionally, but mm-hmm. it, it does really make a difference because I... It, for my specific eyebrows they do because all they're doing is getting thinner Let's talk about some lipstick liners and okay. lipsticks do's and don'ts
1: I am not the best candidate for lip liners I hardly use them
0: you don't need it okay you don't need it not talk for about- myself, even for my clients I
1: feel a a defined lip line ages you okay. Well noted. Unless you're doing like a bright red or a statement lip, yes, then you need to go in with a lip liner and shape that. But if for an everyday thing, no, you don't. Go in, feather it out so it looks more natural, therefore youthful.
0: Now, when you say feather it out, you're using your fingers? Mm -hmm. Okay, and are you using... Let's talk about lipstick versus lip gloss. Um, sorry guys, these are all my personal questions. Okay. If you have questions for Michelle, you're gonna have to DM me and then she's gonna have to come back. But these are things that I want to know, and I hopefully you want to know too. So I have a thousand lipstick. I don't have a thousand. I have it takes me years to go through a tube of lipstick. Okay. I also don't wear makeup every day, but I love my, and you can tell me if this is right or wrong, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. I love a lip liner and then I blend it out with gloss because gloss is my jam.
1: Perfectly all right. As long as you blend the lip liner out. I do. It is perfect. I do. You don't have to wear every single product out there. Simplification is what I love. So lip liner. Yes. When you're only doing a gloss, you need a little bit of shape. As long as you blend out the lip liner, you are doing it perfectly. Okay.
0: Well, thank you. Right now, you're wearing lipstick only. No, I am wearing a lip stain, which I just
1: put in the middle of my mouth, blended it out with my finger, and then went in with a, you know, one of those black lipsticks. The,
0: the- Oh, is it clear, really? Like, it's black, but it's clear? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think I have one of those. Yeah, so, I just went in with that, and that's it. Now, again, with the stain... So mm-hmm. you prefer lip stain because it does it stay on? Is that why? Because yes, I always eat up my lipsticks
1: so, and I cannot be bothered to reapply. Through my-
0: <laughs> you're
1: like I cannot
0: be bothered. Um, <laughs> I, I am very upset that this has been. So informative and so enlightening, and damn it, we're out of time, and I'm really pissed off because I have 45 more questions I want to ask you. However, I want you to tell us how you got started in makeup in a brief history. Sorry, I should have asked you that in the beginning, but I was so anxious and self-serving that I wanted to know all my questions. Tell us how you got started into this career.
1: As far as I can remember, even as a child, colors were my jam. My coloring books were like my most prized possession. And as I grew up um, in high school, it's like, oh, I want to do makeup because I would come across all the magazines, and my focus used to be all the makeup that was in there. And being Indian, Mm, that's not something you do right out of high school. So I had to finish college. And then I was told, okay, now you can do whatever you want to. So I went to cosmetology school, didn't know too much about makeup, but said, okay, you know, it's a good foundation. And, and I started as an intern with a bridal makeup artist. I interned with her for a year, learned loads and then I got an opportunity to work with uh, Hello Magazine. The first thing I said was no. Mm-hmm. I working with royal families and page three people because they're gonna be mean. Yeah. <laughs> but, like
0: no,
1: but you know this may be the opportunity, and it did turn out to be. Because then I was working with them every month, and I would get to travel to all the palaces in. North, northern india and work with all the princesses and queens that was fun wow and, <laughs> yep that was that was a blast and yeah so slowly and then i went into uh, bridal because uh yeah th- that was not what i started with i started working with magazines first doing editorials and yeah and that continued till seven years ago when my husband got an opportunity to move to the bay area i had to pack up everything, leave a flourishing business and Mm -hmm. scratch, literally. We didn't know anybody here. And it took me quite a while to find my way with, uh, I have to, my kids were one and four when we moved. So obviously I couldn't start right then and there, but yeah, it took me a few years, but now I am in it, thankfully full-fledged again and loving every minute. Oh wait, we got to do a movie last year. It came it uh, came out this year. That was fun to be on set. Uh, no I'd only done documentaries before that, so this was like a feature film, which was exciting. And yeah, been featured with uh, different magazines and worked with the most amazing photographers. It's it's just a blast. And work with Abby. I mean, I, I constantly work with Abby, and it's it's always always fun colors and finishes and
0: textures. That's what I love it. I I almost feel like we're not worthy. I mean, you're like, so you talk about princess level. Like you're, you're like, I got these princesses on speed dial. Like, I'm sorry. I got to go to the palace real quick. Cause I got to do her makeup. I am so impressed by you and your knowledge and I love everything about you, your energy, and and how you just really empower women because that's what we do here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast. We empower women. We love small women-owned brands, whether you're selling clothing or bags or accessories or makeup or hair, because it takes a village, okay? I mean, it takes a a village. My hair girl, my makeup girl, I have other people help me, you know, with my clothes and my style so I can help my clients. Like, it's not just something that you just all of a sudden you come out of the womb and you know everything. But what's funny is that you said your parents made you finish college. Are you really a doctor? And now you're just, um, okay. Major in economics. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you're a forensic accountant. Okay, but you just do makeup on the side. Okay, <laughs> like sure, you do that for fun. That is amazing. We are such huge fans. Tell us how we can find you. My website
1: is MichelleMontesMakeup.com. You can always find me there or on my Instagram. Uh, you can always DM me. Any questions? That is Michelle Montes Makeup Artistry. And yeah, my passion is educating people, women with makeup and how to simplify it. So I welcome
0: all DMs and I will definitely answer. Oh my God. I You might be sorry that you gave me your email address and your phone number. Okay. Let's be honest because I might hit you up. I might darken your doorstep. I can't confirm or deny that. But when I come there and I'm crying and then I'm holding my shitty ass eyeshadow and you're like, girl, no, let's put the neon pink down. Okay. Let's, let's start over. That's what we need. Everybody needs a little Michelle in their lives just to bring you down to reality. So thank you so much for, your time and thank you for spending time with us in the fashion besties here at the fashion crimes podcast. We have gone way over. We apologize, but we're really not sorry because we have so much more. Will you come back and educate us more? Love to come back, Holly. This
1: was so much fun
0: and yeah, definitely. Okay, we are huge fans. Thank you so very much, Michelle. Um, California makeup artist extraordinaire to all of the royals of people we know and we don't know. And now she's going to be the makeup extraordinaire to me because I'm going to go there and then she's going to do my makeup and then she's going to like it. Okay, she's going to like it and she's going to help me. So thank you so much, Michelle. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in this week. This has been such an enlightening conversation. I learned so much. I hope that you guys did too. Email DM Michelle. Ask her questions that I maybe didn't know that you wanted to know we have a lot more to talk about y'all sign up for our email sign up for our newsletter make sure you share with somebody you love this has been the fashion crimes podcast I am Holly Cates your favorite personal stylist and as always the only Holly you need to know y'all have a fabulous fashionable week bye